Welcome to Homeschool Your Way, the upbeat, open-minded podcast that informs and affirms your choices about your kids' education. We'll provide a buffet of ideas to inspire you to homeschool your way, because your way is the best way. All of the content on the Homeschool Your Way podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical or legal advice. The views expressed by the hosts or guests of the show are not necessarily endorsed by Bookshop. Welcome to Homeschool Your Way. My name is Jana Cook, and I'm the community manager at Bookshark and your guest host. In today's episode, I'll be joined by Didi and Jimena as we discuss what you could lose if you stop homeschooling. This session was part of a virtual series sponsored by Bookshark. We had a lot of fun talking through the things we would miss if or when we stopped homeschooling our children. I'm excited to share what the three of us came up with. But first, in this season of Homeschool Your Way, Didi and Jimena introduced homeschool hacks. So I'm going to share a hack from Cassie Jackson. She states her greatest hack has been frequent timed breaks, especially for her younger kids. It's a time that she lets them get up and move around. She finds that it allows them to focus when it's time to work because they can move around when it's time to have a break. She also allows movement during read-alouds. Whether it's just shaking out the wiggles or drawing and doodling during reading, she believes it helps her kids focus during the story. What's your homeschool hack? If you'd like to share, please go to bookshark.com slash podcast and comment below. All right, you have waited long enough. Let's jump into our topic. Didi and Jimena, thank you for joining today. Hey, thanks for having us. Yes, so happy to be here. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves? All right, you start. All right. My name is Dee Dee Whitley, and I'm a San Diego native, been married for 19 years, and we have four awesome kids, ages 12, 13, 14, and 15. And my two oldest high schoolers are now in private school, so they've left the nest. And so, you know, we'll be talking about that a lot this session. <laughs> Well, I'm Jimena. I uh, was born in Mexico City. I've been married for 22 years and I have two kids, 15 year old and a 12 year old. And I am homeschooling through high school and it's been rough, (laughs) but it's been great. This has been a rough year, I think, for everyone homeschooling or not homeschooling. Yeah. And especially if you started homeschooling because of the pandemic And maybe you're questioning if you should keep going. We're so glad that you're here because we want to give you some encouragement and some tips to help you if you really want to keep homeschooling. Yeah. And I will say as a seasoned homeschooling mom, every year I come to the decision of whether or not I'm going to continue homeschooling my children. So I think the why is important at the beginning, during, and at the end of every year that you find yourself homeschooling your children. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Every year it's good to evaluate and the why is important. It really is. And, you know, having homeschooled now for 10, 10, 11 years, I feel like there's so much value in homeschooling that, you know, now having my high schoolers gone, there are things that I feel like I'm missing that, you know, that we lost because they're not homeschooling through high school. Um, and that's what we want to talk about today. And so we each have some things that we feel like, you know, you'll lose if you stop homeschooling. Yeah. And I kind of come from the opposite where I didn't start off homeschooling. And I started homeschooling when my daughter was in fourth grade. So I see um, now what I didn't have back then and what I have now. Mm-hmm. And I kind of am the mix of both of you. We started homeschooling um Brown Middle School. And now my older two who are 15, they are doing a dual enrollment program where they're taking high school courses. So they are no longer home with me. And I have a younger one, 11, that is still home with me. So I feel like I have the blend of all those experiences. Um, And then personally, I homeschooled eight through 12th grade. So my children are second generation homeschoolers. All right. Well, let's get started. I would say the first thing for me this year, having two outside of the home, the biggest loss that I feel is flexibility. 
Mm. I was the homeschool mom that let my children on days that we didn't have anything scheduled sleep in as long as they wanted to sleep. And as we all know, it's almost like the older they get, they get the more sleep they need. And yet in our society, the less sleep they get. And so that was one of the things I felt like I dealt with dealing with crabbier people because they're not getting the sleep that they need because their schedule now being out of the house, schooling is so much more rigid than it was before. Yes. Well, that's exactly me. So my two middle schoolers are at home and having my high schoolers, I, I'm constantly telling, please go to sleep. You need your rest. Like you can finish your homework in the morning, you know, and you know, they don't always listen. Sometimes they have assignments due at midnight (laughs) that same day. I know. Well, I remember from my own high school experience, I'd go to sleep at like one or two Mm. in the morning doing homework and then like get up super early. And I remember always being tired. And so I love that now that I'm homeschooling as my kids started going into their teen years, I definitely moved their wake up time. They used to wake Mm -hmm. up at six. Now they wake up at seven. And sometimes I let them sleep in a little bit if we had like a really busy day before. And so it does get us started later. Right. But I mean, that's the flexibility you have. And they're not crabby like you're saying. Yeah, it really does matter. It does. Although I I hate to... um, make our viewers believe that just because your children get more sleep in their teenage years, they're not going to be crabby. So (laughs) they're still going to be crabby, but maybe that little bit of extra sleep will kind of soften out those edges just a titch. I don't know. I think the other thing about flexibility is if there is something fun that comes up now, again, we've been homeschooling during a pandemic and there hasn't been a whole lot of things come up where you can leave your home to go do. But even a spontaneous, for me, drive to the mountains. If my daughter and I decide that we want to go take a little mini road trip for the day, then her sisters, when they get wind of it, you know, they're on their phones at school tracking our every movement. Um, they're like, where are you guys at? What are you doing? Why didn't you come pick me up from school to participate? And it's like I the loss. I mean, I feel that loss, but they're seeing that loss as well. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, the flexible schedule, um, I mean, definitely spontaneous trips is huge because now our schedule is dictated by the school schedule. And my husband loves taking the off season, you know, road trip, the off season, the off of the day, you know, go to dinner when nobody else is going to dinner, you know, all of that. But it, it's a big adjustment for our family to have a school schedule to kind of work around. Yeah. Well, even during the pandemic, um, you know, we're seeing so many more kids like out in the parks. Oh, yeah. This- <laughs> and we're all like, why are these kids in school? No. <laughs> no, we have gotten that. We have gotten that in the past. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't have school today? Oh, we're homeschooled. Right. You know, but now... Everywhere you go, there's kids right. at the school. Yeah, which is totally <laughs> cool. We're just joking. But we did used to love having the parks to ourselves and stuff like that. You know, that's part of the fun, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say, too, for me, is the quality time. Mm-hmm. So um, my he's a romantic, my 12-year-old son. And he, he said to me, literally with tears in his eyes, he's very cute. He goes, Mom, the best thing about homeschooling is that I got to know you better. <laughs> and he really meant that. <laughs> so I feel like um, it, you can't, there's no price on those words, you know, because uh, we do spend a lot of quality time together. And my favorite thing to do, like in the morning, we moved our read aloud from, we used to read in the afternoons, but I would fall asleep. Kids would tune out was not working. Um, we'll save that for the confession. Right. <laughs> so um, I, I actually am really happy now because we do it first thing. That's how we open up our day. Well, we used to do a lot of audiobooks in the car together. Mm-hmm. And now I mean, the boys, my husband takes them to school, you know, so we're not part of that commute. And then with the pandemic, there's nowhere to go. So even, you know, we've missed out on that a lot, you know, with the boys. I miss your boys. Right. (laughs) 
I find that now the two that aren't home with me all day, um, when I'm busy in the evening, because things are starting to open up where we're at, then they're like, we never see you. You're always gone. Where are you at? And I'm, I'm like, I'm right, I'm right here. But to, but not realizing in their minds, they're gone all those hours during the day. And so now all of a sudden, that quality time, um, which from a mama's heart, I excited that they say that to me. But a selfish part of me is like, I got to get my stuff done. <laughs> I've right. been home all day. Like, so that's an interesting, um, you know, observation from their end. Again, what they mm-hmm. see and perceive as me being gone all the time when actually I've been home all day, but then I have to wow. do things in the evening when they're home. And now our schedules have flip flop. So, you know, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I do feel like my um, high school boys, you know, they were homeschooled all the way to eighth grade. And now they're so much more cuddly and warm. They're hugging me <laughs> they and miss can't you. see me when they see me like <laughs> never before. So yeah, maybe they just miss me because yeah. they're not with me all day like they used to be. And I do try to give them some attention when they get home because I miss them too. And their brother and sister miss them a yeah. lot. So, and, and as I know, Phil is a huge miss for all through the pandemic for all of us. But I look through my albums and me and Jimena have been doing field trips with our kids for gosh, so so many years since they were little. And there's so many pictures of our co-op, of our, you know, us going on field trips together. And now the last two years, my oldest is um, 10th grade. So the last two years he's missing from those pictures. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh, so field hard. trips together is a huge loss. I feel. We even went to DC together, to Washington DC. Our epic DC field trip yeah. was amazing. No, it's just it. Like I, again, you can't put a price on that. The the amount of things that you can do when you're homeschooling, um, where they're actually learning, you know, is just amazing. Hmm. We're going to move on to the next thing that I feel like is a loss is personalized learning. So when we're homeschooling, we can do student-directed learning. If your child is really interested in a subject, you don't have to move on. You can find a YouTube video that encourages them to keep going, to dig a little deeper. You can go to the library and find more information. There's a plethora of um, sites on the internet that you can just keep going. And I find now with my older two who aren't home with me, they don't have the time to delve into those deeper things that they really enjoy because they're paced quicker and they're moving on. Um, so the other thing is, uh, my youngest who's still home with me, she is, this year has been unique because she is by herself and it's just the two of us. And she'll tap me on the shoulder if I'm doing something for work and she'll be like, mom, I already learned this. I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, we already talked about this either in their, in her co-op or a different group. And so I'm like, oh, well, I'm always thinking that maybe she's trying to sneak one past me. So I'm not quite paying attention. So she has to teach it back to me. I said, fine, tell me, tell me what you learned this week. That is, you know, that's being reiterated in this um, assignment. And as long as she can teach it back to me, I'm like, great, check it off and move on. Because you oh, have paid. So like, you know, as long as she can, as long as she has the information to give back to me, I feel like, okay, she really did learn it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Something. I'm going to steal that idea. Let me write that down. <laughs> I can't see my daughters going to their professors and being like, ah, excuse me, I already know this. Can I jump ahead, please? Right. Definitely not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that is absolutely um, a benefit. And I'll add to that, that also creating that safe environment, like you would just said, that they, she can approach you, I mean, and, and be like, hey, mom, I, I already know this. And she feels safe. And I think that feeling safe is the key to being able to learn and make mistakes and, um, you know, explore. I think that, that the reason why my son likes to go by himself and read encyclopedias and do that kind of thing is because he feels safe, you know, because there's an environment of learning that we have created in our home. So, uh, a safe and relaxed environment 
is key. And we talk a lot about this in our in our YouTube videos and even um, on Bookshark's podcast about how important setting the mood is. I mean, I'm I love setting the mood. Yeah, you know, she used to laugh at me, but now she sets the mood. I've learned. She's learned. So I mean, and the things that make you happy, right? Like. Um, I like to light candles or have the diffuser. We have the diffuser going. Well, I guess it turned off, but uh, you know, uh, plants, whatever it is that is going to make your space um, some some more nice to be in. I mean, I think I I, I can't work if everything's chaotic, but mm-hmm. that's me, right? So whatever it is for you, you know, you can create that safe and relaxed environment, and you have that option when you're home. Yeah. Well, and to add to the safety. Um, there's a lot of bullying. Oh yeah. And my kids, like I say, go to a private school and I, I feel like there is still, while all the kids I feel like are pretty smart and engaged, there's a little bit of a uncoolness about being the smartest in the class about accelerating above the, the group. And, you know, I hate it. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So then they all, they almost like they, they don't want to. Yeah, they don't, don't want to stand stick out. out. Yeah, they don't want to stand out <laughs> with their brain. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, and I mean that's one of the reasons why I, why I started homeschooling. One of the many reasons, but one of them was that my daughter flat out said, "Mom, I need I need you to take me out" because mm-hmm. she was getting bullied, and and she was doing nothing wrong. You know, she was just getting bullied, and and it's uh yeah. it's just horrifying. You know, so I love that they can feel. Uh, safe here and that they're always going to receive love and, and that they spread their wings in terms of learning, you know, they're opening up and, and they know that they can grow here. Yeah. Without being judged by other kids. Yeah. I think too, not only do they know they can grow, they know that they can stay little too. Mm, Yes. My girls (laughs) played don't tell them I told you, but <laughs> they've played Barbies that my older ones, <laughs> and you know, they'll play with their younger sister still. My youngest, although when she's out and about, she definitely acts more mature because she has older sisters. But when she's home, she can just be that little girl that she wants to be without the pressure of um, making the grade or society or any of that looking a certain way. I mean, there's a beauty in our children being able to grow at their pace, not only in learning, but but in maturity and if they want to still play dolls or if it, you know, Legos, I mean, granted there's adults that play Legos, but you know, you think yeah. about, you think like about things that in our society, we say at a certain age, you need to put those up on a shelf and be done with it. And we do our, right. we do our children and ourselves a disservice by saying there's a certain point you have to, you know, put aside these things um, and yeah. become the, in, in adolescence and, and they're small in our children and our home for such a short time. And I would hate to lose that, especially with my 11 year old now. I feel like if I were to have her out of the home, I know I would lose part of that with her. And yeah. I'm so grateful so that true. in this safe space, she can still play with the neighbor who is seven and be silly and a kid and not have to feel like she has to walk around with a cell phone and, um, you know, act like she's 15. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that up because it is absolutely true. And I'm so grateful for the years of homeschooling and that I do see my kids still playing. And I tell them, even my teenagers, you're still a kid. You can still enjoy. And I think they, I've seen my son kind of like, okay, good. He has permission to still be kiddish and be silly and laugh and it's okay. You know, you don't have to be like everybody else. We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor. Hey, Mena, did you hear about the special offer from Bookshark? Yes, I'm so excited. It's happening all of May and June 2021. When you buy any all-subject package or a reading with history package, you'll get two free add-ons. First, you'll get a free boot camp membership. This is a private group designed especially for parents new to homeschooling or new to Bookshark. Basically, it's an eight-week series of onboarding sessions that help you get started, but it's done in a community environment with other moms just like you. And you guys know how we feel about community. It's super important. And for your second freebie, while supplies last, you'll get their new memory book. 
2020 and 2021 have been unusual years, to say the least, so there's never been a better time to create a record of your school year. This memory book from Bookshark gives you structure to make a sort of scrapbook or time capsule you'll cherish for years. Go to bookshark.com slash offer to get all the details and take advantage of this offer. It expires June 30th, 2021. And if you're listening to this podcast after June 30th, still check it out. There could be a new offer by then. That's bookshark.com slash offer. Before we get back into the discussion about what you could lose, I'd like to share a lesson learned. In a recent parent panel I took part in, we were asked if we could speak to our pre-homeschool selves, what would we say? I was deeply moved when my first thought was, enjoy your kids. We all know that time goes fast, but I wish I had been more intentional about asking myself daily, have you enjoyed your children? I decided I'm going to make myself a magnet and place it on the refrigerator as a reminder to be intentional at enjoying my kids daily. I'm curious, what would you tell yourself if you could go back in time to your pre-homeschool self? To share, go to bookshark.com slash podcast and leave a comment. Let's jump in where we left off with Didi and Jimena. Well, another thing that you will lose if you stop homeschooling is working on life skills because yes. my home, my high schoolers have not cooked or helped out around the house. And half the time I'm putting their laundry into the dryer for them and helping <laughs> them because they have, well, they're doing sports too. So their time, their yeah. schedule is so tight. Too much. Yeah. So and it's great working on, you know, of course, life skills like cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. But my daughter loves sewing. She loves uh, knitting. And so I've gotten into a little bit of like knitting or different art projects while we're doing read alouds. And that's really fun. So you kind of just organically are doing more creative kind of working out in the yard and helping out around the house, like my son, um, helping me like fix things in the yard and drilling things because he's there because he's home. Yeah. Well, I find like it's hard enough to like make it a point, like for instance, for my kids to cook and things like that, because we're so tired, you know, by the end of the day, I'm like, I'll just you go kick to them out of the kitchen. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I was very intentional for a while and I saw this growth in them, you know? So even when you're homeschooling, you have to be very intentional about doing that, you know, it really take advantage of the time, but you're right. Like when they're gone, it's much harder, you know? Um, I see that my daughter right now, she's taking dual enrollment. So she's doing like a college course, but having her home and that has been like a whole set of life skills, like how to figure out how to navigate a college course, how to log into her zoom meeting. And she's has all these projects she has to do with other students. Um, so that has been a learning experience in itself, but I love that I get to walk her through it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I get to coach her through it. And so it's been really great because she's just grown leaps and bounds just from that. And so even getting them prepared for adulthood in these situations, I think it's really important. One of her biggest fears she always shares with me is I'm going to grow up and I'm not going to know how to do anything. And I'm going to make mistakes in life. And I'm like, oh, honey, we're all going to make mistakes in life. Like you are going to make mistakes in life. And that's how you learn. So um, I love that I get, I could reassure her, you know, and be like, no, let's, we're going to, I'm going to teach you how to, I'm not going to kick you out of my house and be like, you don't know anything about budgeting, you know, like I'm going to teach you how to do (laughs) so cute. I have found in this last year, just in, um, in, in our community, how many people don't have base, some basic life skills. Like when the pandemic happened, what was the first thing that left the shelves? Well, it was spaghetti and pasta sauce, right? Because that's, that's like a basic that people maybe aren't familiar with the kitchen, but they, at least they could do that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or people were spending a lot of money with DoorDash and Uber because they were so used to eating out in their busy life. And now everyone was home. And so you have these skills that people aren't necessarily, you know, utilizing during their regular life. And down in a pandemic, all of a sudden we were like, oh, 
what can you make at home <laughs> that you can't right. order out for? Yeah. That's yeah. so true. Interesting. That's so true. Well, and that leads me to one of my next point, which is problem solving opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So like if you get to experience life within homeschooling and walk your kids through problem solving, yeah, which is, I think, so essential for their growth and life skills and just how are you going to manage life? How are you going to deal with life? You know, and in the classroom setting in traditional school, that's not re- that's very hard because you have a lot of kids. Teachers have too many kids that they're working with and um, it just doesn't really it, it's harder to sit down with each individual person and be like, OK, let's problem solve this and figure it out. Yeah, but it's more organic at home because right. like if the car breaks down, they're right there with me. Right. Seeing how we are processing this, we're problem solving, we're getting what we have, we doing what we have to do. Right. And if they were at school, they wouldn't have been with me when I, <laughs> I wouldn't have been at the library when I broke down anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. And seeing how, I think that that's a really great point that they see how we the internet and we figure out, okay, I don't know how to do this. So I'm going yeah, to find out, find out, I'm gonna find learn. out how to do it. So they okay. learn that they can learn anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're in a traditional not- school. A teacher might not feel comfortable being able to go, that's actually something I haven't delved into, or I, I'm not quite sure of the answer. You know, I don't remember teachers. I had one teacher in particular. I just don't think he was, he didn't really have a good foundation for teaching. So we kind of made fun of that quality. But the rest of my teachers, I couldn't imagine one of them going, oh, that's a great question. I don't know. Let me find out, you know, where you know that every human comes against questions not everyone knows everything, right? So at home, we can model that um, growth mindset that you guys have talked about. We've talked about this before that you can model that and go, I I don't know the answer, but let's find out. Here's how you find out. Yeah. I don't know is not not an appropriate response in my homeschool classroom. Yeah. Let's find out. Yes, absolutely. That's so good. Well, shameless plug, we do have a growth mindset episode on Bookshark's Homeschool Your Way podcast that Dee Dee and I host. So check it out. Yeah. All right. This is, I'm moving on to another uh, topic that goes right along with the life skills and the problem solving, and that is improved social skills, if you can believe it. Contrary to popular belief, mm-hmm. homeschool kids can be more socialized. <laughs> this is funny to me. My high schoolers come home from private school and tell me, mom, these kids are so sheltered. (laughs) I'm like, wait, I thought it was supposed to be the opposite way around. You're the homeschooled kids. Well, here's, here's the difference, right? And this is what I want to just assure everybody when you're homeschooled. And of course you have to make a choice, you know, when you're homeschooling to not shelter your kids. But I feel like I talk to my kids about things that no other parents, you know, in like traditional school have have talked to their kids about. Like, and I'm talking about politics, different, you know, religion, different points of view, uh, you know, the talk. We talk a lot about and bodily function. Yes. <laughs> yes. We talk about a lot of things. Um because we have the time and I feel like, okay, this is how I really want. I want transparency with my children, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want them going to get information somewhere else. I want them to get it here. And that's exactly what has happened. Now my children want to come and talk to me all the time about things. I'm sorry, but those are great social skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, not talking to your parents or not talking to somebody about a big problem you have is not uh, an indication of good social, good and healthy social skills. Right. So I think that's really important. Also my kids and we talk, we, we get this all the time. Whenever we go out, they're always like, wow, your kids are amazing because they're talking, they're asking questions, they're interacting with adults, you know, right. We'll go to dinner with 50 year olds and my kids are right there just as engaged in the conversation not on their phone. Right. And again, in my opinion, that that's that's having social skills and right. conflict resolution. Well, I heard somebody say there is no other time in life when you are going to be surrounded by people of your same age, your you know same demographic, except 
public school. Yep, right. Because in real life, you have to interact with people that are from all age ranges and all demographics. And it's just, you know, that's real socializing. Yeah. Absolutely. And socializing includes conflict resolution, right? And we've, again, we've talked about this in our YouTube videos as well, is that how amazing is it that we can walk our kids through like their fights and fallouts with their friends Mm -hmm. and we can coach them through it. Yeah. And we know all of their friends. Right. Exactly. Which is something I'm getting used to. Who is that again? Which person is that? You know, I want to know all these people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think one thing that homeschool affords us, and it was something that people would lose is this, the idea of time. It's not that we um, aren't busy as homeschool parents, but it's it's an organic place, like Didi was saying, that like you have more time, um, you have things come up in real time, as opposed to our children coming home after the fact, and maybe get brought up, and then you delve deeper. And it's not that you can't get those things sorted out, but when it's happening real time, as opposed to them telling you later, it right. makes a huge difference because you know now you're they're kind they've moved on. What are children? <laughs> their their attention span is what the amount of <laughs> Right. Or they're tired. They don't want to go through their day with you. Right. Right. What happened? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, one thing um, that I have noticed, and I don't know how people are going to respond to this one, but it's okay, (laughs) is quality control. Mm-hmm. When I'm homeschooling, I have um, control over the curriculum, the content, um, kind of back to that first one, personalized learning, like I can skip over things, I can delve into things more. But another thing is my children's performance. Now, sometimes I think as homeschoolers, we get the rap that we don't maybe I don't want to use the word demand, expect enough out of our homeschool children. Like if math only took 10 minutes people hear that and they go, well, that's ridiculous. Math should take at least an hour to 40, you know, like, and it's like, no, it doesn't have to take that long. But I have noticed that with one of my daughters who are now schooling outside the home and she's a magician, she is able to get her schedule. So she's done pretty early in the day. She's napping every day. So I guess she's like the anomaly to like what you could actually gain back if you don't homeschool. I'm not sure. (laughs) I mean, I would say she's brilliant, but I don't tell her this to her face. Not till later. Not till till after this airs. Um, She said the other day, she's like, I I need to take a mental health day, mom. I, I really need to stay home from school. And, you know, as a like, no, you have to go to school. Like, I think I get in trouble if you're not there, you know, kind of working back into this public school mindset. And she's like, mom, I have all A's. And I'm like, wait a second. You have a short day. You nap when you come home (laughs) and you have all A's. Like, I'm a little confused. Again, either you're, you know, the next Einstein or (laughs) you're not, you know, I mean, there's so many reasons of why that could be working for her. But it just seems like, um, you know, if I were, if she was at home with me, I'd be like, oh, you got done? Well, then let's go a little bit further. Let's do a little bit more. But in her program, it's that all I have to do is meet the minimum and then I'm done and I can go do whatever I want, which again, that could be a plus for homeschooling as well, but she's, she could just be an anomaly. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think at our, at home, I'm, we're watching movies, we're watching videos that go along with the topics, we're doing read-alouds in the evening, we're reading books in the car, or audio books in the car, so it really does, it like surrounds our whole life, Right. and I'm definitely, traditional school is more like, okay, get this done, check, 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 yeah. check, I'm done, it's out of my mind, and it's more like, if you have a job that's kind of, you know, you clock out, you don't think about that job in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that the the quality part is what is key here because um, quantity doesn't mean quality, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was just actually, I was just talking to my brother. He was telling me about his roommate who graduated from Purdue. Um, he's like a astrophysicist or something like that. But he figured out, he's so smart that he figured out, okay, how much I have to do in each class 
so that I can do the least amount in the last semester, like the last semester to graduate with like all A's. Yeah. And so it was like, in his, he's like a math whiz. So in his mind, he computed ways. Okay, this is how much I have to get in these classes, and then I can ride yeah. the next one. It's ones, not about obtaining the knowledge exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of the mentality, unfortunately, that has been created around traditional school. Not all of them, and not all teachers. Definitely not. Um, I came from a school that wasn't like that at all. Um, but I think that. Even our kids in homeschool can have that mentality mm-hmm. of just getting it done if we're not mm-hmm. careful. So that is something that we control. If right. we control that quality or quantity mentality in homeschool, but we have that control. You know? Yeah. So that's really that's really a great point, Jana. Yeah. Well, and I think because we are homeschooling them, we're learning it along with them. Mm-hmm. So the conversations keep going and. and and I, I feel like one of the best things about homeschooling is learning together. Yeah. So if I'm sparked, if my interest is sparked and I'm excited about a topic, right, I'm going to keep talking about it. And so it's going to be this, hopefully they get excited too. They don't always get as excited as I get. We get so <laughs> excited. I mean, she was making fun of me yesterday because while we were preparing, uh, I had Frank Sinatra on because we're studying the 40s right now in World War II and it was like it was live broadcast from World War II. Yeah. And her daughter's like, do we have to listen to this right now? We're we're getting in character for World War II. I'm so thematic. It's like, well, we're studying World War II. Everything is World War II, you know? Exactly. You're gonna be immersed. You're gonna yeah. feel like you were in World come. War II. <laughs> But we are modeling the love of learning for our kids. We're experiencing it with them. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's a completely different thing than asking my kids, okay, what are you learning? I'm so confused about what they're learning in their biology class. Because one minute they're talking about genetics. The next minute they're talking about politics. (laughs) Now they're building DNA models. And I'm like, what are you studying? (laughs) I I swear they did one week on like anatomy. And I'm like, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Well, my girls will come home and I'll, we'll sit at the dinner table and I'll start asking questions. And then I, I get that excitement and my phone's out and I'm like, and did you know this and this? And their eyes glaze over and they're like, mom, we're done with school today. Like, and I was like, I'm just getting started. You've just <laughs> given me a bunch of points. I'm going to go run with it now. And they just look at my husband. They're like, turn her off. Like, can you just turn her, turn her off? Like, <laughs> But I miss that with them. I miss yeah. being able to talk it through to um, to come from a different angle. I'm, I'm like always coming from a different angle, just a mm-hmm. little bit different than anybody else. And they're like, well, the teacher didn't say it that way, or they never asked that question. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. So you get to ask the question. And they're like, mom, we're not going to talk about that again tomorrow. And I'm like, Whoa. right. <laughs> oh, you, there's, and then it's just like this deflated, like, no, there's more, there's so much more we could. And, and they're like, are you sure you don't want to go to school? For <laughs> right. Well, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I fall into this trap. I, I realize that I'm getting, I'm getting tricked, but my husband, my, my, sorry, my son will ask me these questions. So he's basically getting my response to the questions he has to do. Mom, what do you think about this? Oh, and then wow. I'll go off oh. and he's there typing. You know? <laughs> and I keep falling for it because I love the discussions. Yeah. So I'm like, I think I just helped him do his homework right like, now. Smart. That's smart. <laughs> so you have a brilliant one as well. Yeah, yes. exactly. See, they know they're they're brilliant because they were homeschooled. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They know how to get the answers they need. Yes. Well, that leads us to our next point, which is quality of education, right? Because um, not only the quality control of assessing and, you know, you can cut out the busy work, um, but really diving in, you know, getting deeper in the discussions. And one of the things that I have loved is that now that my kids are teens and tweens, we sit around the, the table and talk about what we learned because it's so relevant to real life. Mm -hmm. And so those connections that people um, usually don't make, you know, because I don't know that we're taught to make those connections, but as a homeschool mom, I'm always connecting to everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And so my kids, so much connection. (laughs) And so it's amazing because 
the reason we get excited is because we we've also gotten a second chance of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not appreciate history or even mm-hmm. really understood it. And now I'm like obsessed with it. I like, I actually had a crazy idea of one summer. I said, I'm going to go through all of the story of the world books just by myself, because I want to get a clearer picture of the timeline. And we've been doing story of the world forever. And now we're doing something else, but just the fact that I'm passionate about it, that and I never was, yes. you know, it's amazing. So I think that modeling that cutting out busy work, cutting out the, the checkbox uh, mentality and really making it an all day learning experience mm-hmm. um, is, is a higher quality of education than you could possibly know. Even if you feel inadequate as a parent, um, they're still going to get, better quality, in my opinion, just because we have that time. Mm-hmm. I, I have one mom who shared that um, she's going to continue homeschooling next year because she loves to see her kids blossom. She actually knows what they're learning. And when it comes to dinner time, there is no more excuse of, I don't know what we did today. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I would say that, um, yeah, it just... It becomes a lifestyle when you homeschool. And again, there are people who make public schooling a lifestyle as well, right? I don't I don't want to fall into the trap that homeschooling people do it and public school people don't do it because that's just not true. What I do believe is that homeschooling gives us back to that idea of time, more time to be able to water that garden of learning, that it is all around us. Because we're immersed in their curriculum, we know what they were taught that day, just like that mom had said. And so when something comes up, even in a TV program in the evening when we're watching, we're like, oh, do you remember? And and when they're younger, I feel like I made those connections more for them. And now as they're older, they're making those connections and then we can stop and talk about it. you know, in the, again, just in a natural way, instead of going, let me get my notes. I'm supposed to make sure that I hit this point from what you learned. So true. Well, and that's, you know, time for reading aloud together Mm -hmm. is one of my things that I feel like you miss out on if you're not homeschooling, but like you said, it's not impossible. So I feel like if I was driving my kids to school every day, we could start reading an audio book to get, you know, experience an audio book together, but it's just more challenging because you don't have the time, mm-hmm. but I love audio books, read alouds, experiencing books together, historical fiction. I mean, it really gives you an experience to hold on to a memory yeah. with your kids to mm-hmm. hold on to. And what else are you making connections to except for like the story that you, you know, yeah, it's how the story relates to real life. And the amount of reading that you can get in in homeschool. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, we, we read, I don't know what, like about 18, 14 to 15 books, if not more mm-hmm. a year um, when we do Bookshark. Yeah. It's like almost, year. it's almost like 20 or 30. Yeah. And um which is amazing. And the more reading, more reading translates into better writing and better connections and better. So I've seen, we've seen all of those benefits just from being able to read aloud and stopping to discuss, stopping mm-hmm. to talk, mm-hmm. making connections. So it's been, I don't think I've ever read more in my life. I d- used to Agreed. hate read. Yeah. yeah. I used oh, yeah. to hate reading. And now I I can say, wow, I read all the time with my kids. Now, <laughs> yeah. did, did either of your moms read to you when you were um, and I don't mean just like picture books, like continued on reading to you. Nope. So my mom is an avid reader and even into our teens. Now we pr- typically only did it in the summer because that's when we had the most time. Um, but I can distinctly remember in through my teens, my mom reading to my brother and I during the summer. That so awesome. I mean, you don't forget that even if you forget the basis of the story, there's something about, I mean, studies have been done. Science proves that reading aloud to your children, um, again, a side note should be on the confession. I find reading aloud exhausting. Um, I, I just, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I love to read, but I want to hear it in my head, not hear my voice say it out loud. So audiobooks, lifesaver, because yeah. we can still stop and discuss. We're still in this in real time, 
but I'm not. <laughs> and the kids tell me I don't do the voices as well as the audiobooks. Anyway. <laughs> oh, so, like, don't even try a British accent, mom. You oh that. my gosh. I love all the accents. That's my favorite part of Mary. She's pretty good. I, I laugh at myself. I know my kids think I'm hilarious because sometimes I'll have to like say a specific phrase to uh-huh. get into the accent. Like, oh, cheerio, mate. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's funny. Oh yeah. That's one of my favorite, one of my favorite memories, Jen. I think that that is something that our kids are going to remember. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what about, um, this idea of when school's done, you're done when we're homeschooling, it it is the homework, right? The school work is being done at home. I have found with my girls being outside again this year, um, that they will be gone. Um, my one twin in particular. Um, so one of them, you know, I just confess, she doesn't put a whole lot of effort and she gets all A's. So I'm questioning the quality of her (laughs) education at this point. But the reason I don't question as much is because her twin, um, taking same or similar classes is there longer again. I don't know. She's getting, she's got to learn from her old, her sister. I don't know. Um, but then she comes home and does hours of homework and Mm -hmm. there's been tears. There's been frustrations. There's these hard deadlines. And my child is not, um, she's not flaky in any way. She's very responsible. And so we got to one point where I said, you need to reach out to your professor and just say, I'm going to need an extension. And if I have to lose some points, that's okay. Because back to that life skill, that's important. We all are going to come up with life and work and have to navigate how to do both of those things. And so if you're comfortable enough to say, Hey, it's not that I'm slacking. It's that this week, a lot of things were due and I'm going to take the consequence, but I want to be responsible and reach out to you and say, I'm going to be late. Um, Thankfully for her, her professor was incredibly sweet and knows what kind of student she is and gave her an extension without an issue. Um, But it's this idea of, you know, you go to work, if your school is work and then you come home and you do more school, you're coming home to do more work. Like where is the leisure time? Where is the, just let it, let it down and, and do something you want to do. And so um, something that they have lost going back is that when school's over, really then the work at home has just begun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that one of the things that really breaking my heart when my daughter was in school, because even in kinder, first, second, third grade, they were still getting a really crazy amount of homework. And um, it was always tears, you know, because they were tired. And so I remember they were late started. They started like at eight 30. So they I picked them up at three 30. By the time we got home, you know, I like electric company for an hour and relax. And then it was like, we got to do homework and then it's dinner and then it's bath time. And then it's bed mm-hmm. and the quality time just out the window. There's like hardly any time that I could spend with them, mm-hmm. you know, because like you said, I was doing my chores and the things that I needed to get done for that evening. Um, and that really broke my heart. And we went to a year round school, so we would get these huge breaks and I would cherish those mm. breaks because I would just, you know, relax. So now that I, that I'm homeschooling, I feel like I'm always on, on those, um, breaks in the sense that I'm with them, you know, but we have that schedule where, yeah, when you're done, you're done, but Hey, my daughter's working through weekends, you know, right now with her college stuff, but it's, it's all, she can make her schedule, you mm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. she can decide and she can relax and then she can work harder other days. And so it's a, it's, it's a different dynamic completely. She can take a mental health day without any right. consequences. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That's good. Yeah. Well, we wanted to uh, just reiterate that your why is going to keep you afloat, you know, because there are going to be hard days. Nobody's saying homeschool is easy. Um, but parenting isn't easy. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't really differentiate the two. Um, and so that is why your why is so important. And if your why is important enough to you, then that will see you through, you know, as, as you, if you want to continue homeschooling and if these, all of these points that we talked about are really important to you, then it's important to, uh, to put those as your why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And this, 
it also isn't to say that, you know, sending your kids to a traditional school is not a viable option as, you know, I have done and as Jana has done. Um, and we maybe could do a whole show about why that's so great. <laughs> but if you feel like homeschooling is the best choice for your family, we just want you to know that you can do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of the things that scare uh, parents is I'm not qualified. I'm failing my kids. Right. But really what we want to end with, and this is what we've said this um, throughout this whole talk, but just, I really want to make it a point to, to highlight it is that our goal is to nurture a love of learning for them, right? Because once we teach them how to love learning, they can learn anything in life. Mm -hmm. So if you keep that as your number one goal, then your kids are going to be okay. Yeah. And they're going to uh, bring home, you know, with wherever they go in life, they're going to bring home their new experiences to share with us. Yeah. Well, we hope you guys are encouraged by this talk and the things that we have felt we have lost and, and, um, from, from having children outside of the home, um, bringing them back into homeschool, all the different options, your why will change from year to year, possibly day to day. So be encouraged that whatever you're feeling today is okay. And tomorrow you could be feeling something different, but we want you because we all love learning to have the most information so that when you make your next best decision for the following school year, that you felt like you've really looked at all the options and have support and understanding from fellow homeschool moms. So we want to thank you for being here. Didi and Jimena, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate yeah, you guys. Here. Thank you. And, and we just want to invite you guys to be a part of our community. Um, you can follow us on social media at Chips and Salsa Ladies, and we do have YouTube videos. We are big on encouraging one another as homeschool moms and, and we uh, homeschool parents, and we want to be there uh, for you guys and get ideas from you. So check us out on YouTube and social media. Yeah, and don't forget about the podcast, Bookshark uh, Presents Homeschool Your Way. Lots of great stuff on there, too. Thanks to Bookshark. Thank you guys. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to the next episode of Homeschool Your Way. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com slash podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com.